You are Locked On 76ers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia 76ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Tuesday to you. It's Tuesday, October the 3rd. Hey, today I want to talk about Jala Okafor. Um, ja, as he's called, um, around in in the basketball circles and that's I guess that's one of his nicknames, one of his many. Um is really looking good. He's playing well. Um you know we don't get full access to all the practices as some of you guys know by now, but we get like the last fifteen minutes, sometimes just thirty minutes of a scrimmage. And uh I must say the guy looks good. You know, and the thing about it is I think that when you think of Ja, a lot of people think of, okay, he was the third overall pick. They think of how, you know, the Sixers drafted him and they already had two centers. They think of, you know, the Sixers could have drafted Chris Tops Persingas at number three. You know, all that is true. You know, they, they, they think of the knee injury, um, the nagging knee injury, you know, the two-year-plus injury. But when you just take all that off the table and you just look at Jalil Okafor go up and down the floor, you say to yourself, man, this guy could be a solid situational backup for the Sixers. Here's a guy who can come in and give them buckets. Here's a guy, you know, you just, you don't have to ask him to do anything else but come in and give buckets. And when you think of that, I mean, he looks great. I mean, he really does. Now, again, when you're the third pick, when when the team could have drafted Kristaps Persingers, uh, when when you have this nagging knee injury um, that apparently is not going away or or may not go away for a while, it's one of those things where you just start to think like, wow, you hold them to a different standard. But right now. On this team, as long as Embiid is going to be a beast, you know, Embiid has not publicly, you know, played in a five-on-five yet. Um, But it's one of those things where, you know, the reports that you get of him in practice are that he's just beasting people. You know, so we already know that Embiid is the Embiid and Ben Simmons are the franchise players. Markel folks too. You know, that that's the team that they're gonna build around. So when you factor in those three guys, you know, it's it's one of these things where Ja, there's less pressure on him, there's less expectations. Here's a guy who can just basically come in and be a scorer on a second unit, a guy who you compare with an Amir Johnson on the second unit, a guy who can basically like say, okay, Ja, I'm going to do the dirty work and let you have fun. I mean, he looks good so much so that, you know, and I mentioned just yesterday that, you know, he got a pretty good ovation um, at the scrimmage at the palestra. Now, I know some people might say, hey, man, it was only 7,000 people. But, dude, believe me, this is Philly. I love my city. But the fact that, I mean, the people in Philadelphia, you know, they they, they could recognize real. 
as the saying goes. And they recognized that he was playing hard, and they gave him an ovation. And I honestly believe that if that game was was played at the Wells Fargo and it was like 19,000 people, they would have gave – they would have given um, – Ja a standing ovation as well. I mean, because the guy is playing hard. He's playing extremely hard. And, um, you know, I, I, re- I really like what I see. I do. Um, you know, again, here's a guy who can really help this unit. Now, we all know that, you know, he, he's going to be traded. At least he's going to try to be traded. They're going to attempt to trade him. As much as they say otherwise, we all know that's in the works. We all know that it's also in the works for him to say all the right things, to be the trooper, you know, to do everything. Don't come across as, you know, um, someone frustrated that you haven't been traded, someone frustrated that you're not starting. You know, and I must say, he's a great guy anyway. I mean, he's been through a lot. You know, there's been a lot written about him. But I I, kind of figured that too. I mean, I kind of like, say that that was just an example of a young guy being on a team, making millions of dollars when he should have been a sophomore in, in, in uh, college. But he was a teenager making millions of dollars on an NBA team without any real veterans. And what I mean by real veterans, I'm not making a knockout the guys who were here, but what I mean real veterans, they didn't have a lot of veterans. You know, and then when you do have certain veterans making these trips, I'm not talking about guys who've been in the league four or five years or or, or fewer years than that. I'm talking about, you know, like they have now, like a J.J. Redick, an Amir Johnson, a Chris Humphreys. Now, we don't know how long Chris is going to be on this team, but at the same time, this is like the type of veterans that, you know, Ja can learn from. But I'm here to tell you, y'all, Ja really looks good. He really looks good. Now, again, it's still early days. And, again, it still was a scrimmage against the 76ers. You know, he may play, he may play tomorrow, uh, Wednesday night at Wells Fargo against the Men- Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies. And we may say, wow. He took, a, he took a step back. But from what I see right now, he looks good. He also said, which is, um, which is kind of good for him, is like for the first time, he's not thinking about his knee. Like last year, whenever he played, he always thought about the right knee. Like, am I going to do something? You know, am I going to hurt it or this and that? And he said he's not thinking about it. Now, there was a scare in, that I kind of like noticed a little bit in like last week's scrimmage, I believe it was Friday. I believe it was Friday. Yeah, it was Friday when, you know, he got back on D and he made a move and then he paused a little bit. But what it was is it wasn't like he injured the knee. It was more like one of those like, and he thought a little bit and then it was like no pain. You know, one of those type of things. Like, you know, in the past, you're always thinking like, and if I make this move, it's going to hurt. So I think that that was a little like reality that like, hey, I am kind of, I'm kind of good. Now, who who am I to say? And like, realistically, if the guy's had sore knee, like knee soreness for a while, his knee is wrapped up. I mean, there are going to be some days when, you know, the knee is bothering him. You know, that that's just like, 
um, you know, for at least a little while. I mean, and, and then it's just like, you know, he's always trying to keep it loose, keep it, you know, so when he's on the bench, so to speak, he's not really on the bench. He's on a bike, an exercise bike. You know, at least he he did that during the scrimmage. But, you know, I think that uh, he if he stays here, he can be looked upon as a solid backup, a, a situational guy. You know, and, and it's up to the Sixers if – if they wanted to keep him, if they paid him a nice paycheck, you know, when he was up for a contract extension, you know, for something to consider, you know, I'll ultimately, I do not think that that will happen. I think that he's going to want to go somewhere where he can be the man. And I think that they like him a, a lot to whereas they understand that and they want to wish him well and put him in a situation where he can become the man. However, all this, all I'm saying right now is that Jalil Okafor looks great. I want to thank you all for listening, and have a great day. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.